This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Amen. Amen. Now I want us to open our Bibles and we turn to Exodus chapter 29. You know, Exodus 29. Now, from verse 1, God says to Moses, Now this is what you shall do to them. He's talking about the priests. You know, the high priest Aaron and his sons. And he says that this is what you shall do to them, that they may serve me as priests. Uh, that this is what I want them to do, so that they may serve me as priests. Take one bull of the head and two rams without blemish. And so they were to take one ram, yeah, and I mean two rams and one bull. And we will see here that they were to slaughter that. Now, if we go uh, uh, down, it says something here in verse 7. Uh, it says, you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. You know, you will, God says to, uh, uh, to Moses, Moses, bring Aaron. Aaron is going to be the high priest. You know, and as you bring him, you shall take the anointing oil. You know, that was a special oil that they had that nobody had to be, to be anointed with. You know, no lepers, no ordinary person, nothing. It was only those that are serving as priests that they were anointed with the anointing oil. And only items that were in the tabernacle at the time that were anointed with the anointing oil. Anointing oil was never used for any other person and purpose except on the priest, the high priest and priest, and also on the items within the tabernacle. Later on, the anointing oil was used uh, on the prophet and also kings. You know, but we see here that it was never ever used now, the anointing oil was used for one purpose, and the purpose was dedicated unto the Lord. You know, anything that was wholly set apart, dedicated unto the Lord, was anointed with anointing oil. If you were sick and they prayed for you, they were not putting anointing oil on there. You know, so anointing oil, we don't have time uh, maybe in this series we will cover that, but it was never meant for any other thing except the anointing of the priest, the setting in office of the priest, and also separating the items that were to be used in the tabernacle. Then it says, you shall take the anointing oil, pour it on his head, and anoint him. Yeah, so... Moses was to pour anointing oil on the head of Aaron and anoint him. And it says, then you shall bring his sons and put coats on them. You know, after that, you will bring the sons and put coats on them. Now, verse 11. I want us to jump to verse 11. It says here that maybe verse 10. Let's back up to verse 10. It says, then you shall bring the bull. Before the tent of meeting. Remember, 
what God said here in verse 1. He says, one of the animals they were to take was a bull. You know, bull, one bull and two rams. And so here in verse 10, God says, you shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting. You will bring it closer. Aaron and his sons will lay their hands on the head of the bull. Yeah. Now, laying their hands on the head of the bull, that is talking about that they were to transfer their sins now unto the head, unto the bull. You know, laying on of hands is talking about transferring. You know, that uh, when Aaron and his sons were to lay hands on the bull, they were to transfer their sins, their shortcomings, their inadequacies, you know, their failures, uh, their uh, wrongdoing, everything, they were to transfer it unto the bull, lay their hands upon the bull, the head of the bull. And then, then after they lay their hands, what happens? God now sees that the sins are no longer with Aaron, are no longer with their sons, but the sins are, you know, upon the bull. You know, now look at verse 7, verse 11. Verse 11 says, Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting. And you shall take part of the blood of the bull, put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and the rest of the blood you shall pour out at the base of the altar. Yeah. Then from there, he was to kill the animal, put everything, and, uh, you know, and, and, and what happened? Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the entrails will be burned. Yeah. So that is talking about that Aaron was to transfer his sins his personal sins upon the bull, and the bull would die. And when it, when it dies, it will carry away uh, all, of the, all of his sins. Yeah. Now, verse 16 says, uh, verse 15, Then you shall take one of the rams, and Aaron and his son shall lay their hands on the head of the rams. See, firstly, they, they lay their hands on the bull, and the bull was killed. Now they lay their hands on the head of the ram. And he says, you shall kill the ram and shall take its blood and throw it against the side of the altar. Then you shall cut the, uh, the ram into pieces and all of that, just like they did to the bull, they will do uh, the same thing. Yeah. Now, look at verse 19. That's what I want you to notice here. Verse 19 says, you shall take the other ram Remember, it was one bull and two rams. So already we have seen that uh, uh, Aaron has transferred his sins on the bull. The bull was killed. He transferred his sins on the ram, one ram. The ram was killed. Now let's look at the remaining ram. What happens? It says in verse 19, you shall take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the ram and take its blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron 
and on the tips of the right ears of his sons, and on the thumbs you know, of their right hands, on the great toes of their right feet, and throw the rest of the blood against the sides of the altar. So the, the second ram, which is the third animal that we see here, what happened? We see here that the blood was to be put on the right yellow, you know, on the right thumb, and also on the right uh, 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 toe, you know, of his, uh, you know, of, of his feet. Uh, and uh, the blood will be in there. So, what we see here, we see here that uh, the blood of the animal would now be upon, upon Aaron you know, and upon his sons, you know, that they will be anointed, if you may put it this way, anointed with the blood of the animal. Yeah. So, we see two things. Remember, as we re uh, recap, Look at verse 7. It says, you shall take the anointing oil and put it on his head and anoint him. So we see here that there are two things that Moses did on Aaron and also on the high priest, uh, uh, on his sons, Aaron and his sons, uh, that they were anointed with oil uh, and also they were anointed with the blood of a ram. Yeah, so the blood of the ram was there. Now, remember uh, John chapter 1, verse 29. You know, what does it say? It says, uh, John looking at Jesus coming, and John said that, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You know, the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's talking about Jesus. So what we see, what John was explaining is this, that uh, these animals that were slaughtered when the high priests were, uh, were put into office, that those animals actually were representing Jesus Christ. And that when Jesus came, you know, that Jesus became the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole human being. You know, and that is why now, when we appropriate the offering of Jesus, it's like uh, when God said to, to, to Moses that Aaron and his sons must lay their hands upon the head of the animals, you know, that all of them were to transfer their sins on the head of the animal. So in the same way, you know, we are to transfer our sins unto Jesus. You know, because if we carry our sins, we will die. You know, but when we transfer our sins to Jesus and we accept Jesus as our personal Savior and we say to Jesus, Jesus, uh, you died for my sins. And so what happened? Uh, Jesus then takes my sin upon himself, and which he did 2,000 years ago. You know, he, Jesus already did that. And for me, I must still lay my hands. In other words, I must come to him. I must, 
you know, asking for forgiveness, I must open up my heart and allow him into my heart. That is the laying on of my sins of my hands upon Jesus. Uh, that Jesus, I'm transferring my sins unto you. You know, that I'm giving all my sins unto you. I'm not carrying them myself, you know, but I'm transferring them unto you. And also we see here that one of the ram's blood was put on Aaron and his sons. You know, so we appropriate now the blood of Jesus. Now, in the New Testament, we never go back to the bull. We never go back to the ram, you know, or two rams, and act out what they were doing here in Exodus 29. You know, because this was a shadow of the real. The real was Jesus who came and took away our sins. So Jesus who came and took away our sins, it's him that now we take his blood by faith. How are we taking his blood? By faith. And we are appropriating the blood of Jesus upon our lives. Uh, and so the blood of Jesus cleans us from all sins. You know, the blood of Jesus removes every sin in our lives. You know, that's what the blood does. Now, what is important is we don't go to the physical lamb. We don't go to the physical ram. We don't go to the physical blood, a bull. But we go unto a spiritual, you know, sacrifice, spiritual lamb, spiritual ram, which is, Jesus, who is Jesus Christ? And so we accept Jesus into our lives. You know, and Jesus becomes real, so much real in our lives. You know, now, it was a physical animal with a physical blood. And in the New Testament, it's a spiritual blood and a spiritual sacrifice. Uh, who is Jesus Christ, so we don't go back to the physical. Now, now, the second thing that they did, as we read here in Exodus 29, verse 7, was the anointing oil, which was put on the head and anointed. It was a physical oil that was made with special spices, and that were mixed with this oil, and it became the anointing oil. And it was put on Aaron and his sons. Now, this is what will help you. As much as in the New Testament, we no longer go back to the physical blood. It's as much as in the New Testament, we no longer go back to the physical oil. Oil, what was he talking about? Oil... As we go through in this series, we will explain it, we will uh, learn it better. That oil was talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit who was to come, that was the oil that was represented right there. Yeah. And so today, we are to press in to the real, just like any other and everybody is to press in to the real Jesus, to the real blood that takes away our sins, you know, which is the blood of Jesus. 
It's as much as today we are to press in to the real oil. And the real oil is the oil of the Holy Spirit. You see, people are not receiving the blood, I mean, are not receiving the blood of Jesus, have not pressed in to the blood of Jesus simply because they have been deceived by animal sacrifices. People are not able to receive the salvation of Jesus Christ because they are still hanging on to the physical sacrifices. And so the physical sacrifices, it's making people or is delaying people from receiving the real sacrifice who is Jesus Christ. And so in the same way that the physical oil that was done then is delaying people from receiving the real oil, and the real oil is the oil of the Holy Spirit. See, when we come into the New Testament, we realize that uh, nobody, nobody used oil for consecration. Yeah, nobody used oil. The whole of New Testament. Yeah. There are only two scriptures that talks about oil. And those two scriptures are talking about oil in relation to sickness. Yeah. Not even to demons. Not even to consecration, not, not even to any other thing, just to sickness. Now, we will cover that, you know, God willing, uh, later on. So, but my point is, in the New Testament, we no longer see the anointing oil for consecration. Yeah. Even when apostles, when Jesus chose apostles, you know, and we, we don't, it's not recorded that they were anointed with oil. Yeah. When other leaders were appointed, yeah, the, the Bible talks only about the laying on offense. Even Paul and Barnabas, uh, when the Holy Spirit came and he said that, separate for me Paul and Barnabas in Acts chapter 13, separate for me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have chosen them. You know, and uh, the brethren were in fasting and praying. They were praying together. They were fasting together. We don't see them anointing the two brethren with oil, physical oil. You know, but what did they do? They just laid hands upon them, you know, and spoke a word of blessing upon them. Now, here is the thing, yeah, and that is when they laid hands in consecration. You know, the laying of, on of hands was the releasing of the real oil. Not the physical, but the real oil unto the people that they were laying hands on. You know, they were releasing the oil of the Holy Spirit upon them. You know, and it is the oil of the Holy Spirit that carried them, that transported them, that moved in their lives, that empowered them, you know, that did miracles. It was the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, so the New Testament believer, it's a believer who is working and appropriating 
the oil of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And let me say this, that we so much need the oil of the Holy Spirit. And we should not replace it with any fake thing. Yeah. We need the real oil of the Holy Spirit. Just like it is common, it is accepted that we need the oil, the, the, the blood of Jesus. We don't have a problem with that. The blood of Jesus. You know, most of us don't have a problem with that. But why sh now should, shouldn't we have a problem? I mean, the same way that we don't have a problem with appropriating the blood of Jesus is the same way that we should. We should not have a problem in appropriating the real oil, which is the oil of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you see, this oil in the New Testament was so much important. Let's look at Acts chapter 1. And let's see what God says here. In Acts chapter 1, you know, uh, verse 8. Now, these are Jesus' last words before he left. And uh, maybe verse 4. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. He says, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. Yeah, they were ready probably to go out and, uh, and minister and, you know, uh, preach the gospel. But Jesus said that don't go yet. You know, don't depart Jerusalem. You know, but you are to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you had from me. Yeah. And in case we are not sure what that promise is, verse 5 is explaining to us that promise. It says, for John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying that you have now you have received the, uh, the blood of Jesus, accepted Jesus. Your lives are changed. You know, but not many days from now, you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we see here that just like the priests were anointed with the blood of animals, and also the anointing oil, the New Testament believers who are who we are, priests and kings in the kingdom of God. You know, we are priests, New Testament priests. You know, we are now washed. How do we come into this priesthood? Is through the blood of Jesus. You know, that we are to receive the blood of Jesus in our lives. And not only the blood of Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, which is the oil the anointing oil, the New Testament anointing oil is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So you are to receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that don't go without the Holy Spirit. Now, don't you think that that is important? If Jesus told them not to depart without the Holy Spirit, don't you think that also today we are not to depart until we receive the Holy Spirit? And when we look at John chapter 14, 15, and 16, Jesus was just talking about the Holy Spirit. He was talking about that he was going to leave them, 
You know, but he says that I'm going to ask the father to bring you another comforter. You know, another who will come and stand, you know, and, and, and on my place. You know, the one who will walk with you, another comforter, you know, who will be there with you. So here he tells them that don't depart until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 8 of Acts chapter 1, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So when the Holy Spirit has descended upon us, we will receive power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so, uh, this is the oil that we are to receive and that we are to walk by. And so, child of God, even as I conclude this uh, tonight's message, I want to say that the oil of the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. You know, it's important, it's vital that we can't do without the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, that we need the oil of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the Holy Spirit will help us now, before he can help us to do other great work, he will help us to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. You know, we will, our lives will be changed, will be transformed. You know, we will be different because we have received the oil of the Holy Spirit. And so we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Who will lead us? Who will guide us? Who will direct us? You know, who will show us the way to go? Who will change and transform our nature, our character? You know, and uh, our character that is of the flesh, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will change us, he will transform us. We will be different people because of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah. You know, this week, this past week, we happened to go into, uh, you know, to do massage. And uh, my wife dragged me into it. So, you know, I had to follow and, and, and we went. Yeah. And so they were doing back massage. Now, uh, I, we, we had our, you know, we couldn't see what they were doing, you know, but all that we could sense was oil. I don't know what kind of oil that they had in their hands. You know, uh, one person was uh, doing it, the other person was doing Pastor Louisa. You know, and uh, they were taking this oil and rubbing, rubbing it into our skin. You know, that the oil was it was not just placed there. It was wrapped. It penetrated into the skin. You know, the skin was great. And as it penetrated, they worked on the muscles. It uh, really worked on the muscles, worked on different parts. You know, and my body was different. And we know that you know, uh, that's the work of oil on our skin, 
uh, that when the skin is without oil, the skin cracks. Yeah, when we don't have the Holy Spirit, we crack. Yeah. When the skin is without oil, the skin is dry. We become dry without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When the skin does not have oil, it itches. Yeah. When we are itchy, it's because we lack oil of the Holy Spirit in our bodies. You know, when we're always complaining, we're always seeing the wrong instead of the good in other people, you know, we can't appreciate what God is doing. We're always complaining about this. You know, we're sowing division. We're so, it's because we lack the oil of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Yeah. You know, but when oil is put upon our lives and we are saturated with the oil of the Holy Spirit, we are different. You know, we are unique. You will walk different. You will talk different. You will think different. You will be humble. You know, just like the skin that is oil. You know, it's humble. It does not complain. It does not, you know, it's humble. Yeah, and also, when we have the oil of the Holy Spirit, we will be humble in our, in our lives. You know, the nature of God will be part of us when we have the oil of the Holy Spirit. And so we so much need the oil of the Holy Spirit in our lives yeah, because we can't do without. Yeah. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you into all truths. Today, there are a lot of things that are happening in the world and around our lives, that we really need that interaction with the Holy Spirit so that our lives may be oiled, our lives may be soft, our lives may portray the nature and the character of God. You know? And so, brethren, that's what we need in our lives. You know, when we are hard-hardened, is because we don't have oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we are complaining, you know, we are always negative, it's because we don't have the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, I pray that you will have oil of the Holy Spirit in your life. Let me pray for you right now in Jesus' name. Can you say this Pray with me? Say, Father God, I ask you right now that you oil me with the Holy Spirit. That I would receive oil of the Holy Spirit in my life. That I would not be dry. That I would not be itchy. That I would not be complaining. But I would have a nature and a character of God in my life. Help me, God, to walk in your anointing, to be oil to the fullest in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for everyone watching right now. I pray that, God, throughout this week, you will work in their lives, that the Holy Spirit would come through in their lives. The Holy Spirit will minister unto them. 
the Holy Spirit will oil them, oil them, that they would be soaked in the oil of the Holy Spirit. I pray this right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that you're doing it by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.